Hey guys, welcome to the True Blue Riffcast with your hosts, Jeremy and Dave. My name is Christine DeBell, but many of you know me as Susan from A Talking Cat. And as you know, I have to go and get my cheese puffs out of the oven. So have a great time with Jeremy and Dave. See you soon. Thanks, Christine. This is the True Blue Riffcast, the number one riff tracks podcast in the world. I am Jeremy, and with me, as always, is... Hey, everybody. I'm D- I'm Dave. I'm Dave. I'm Dave. It's been a little while, hasn't it, Jeremy? Yeah, it's been a few weeks since we uh, recorded a new episode, thanks to uh, crazy work schedules and all that fun stuff. Yeah, so, but yeah, we, uh, we had an interview with Mary Jo Peel, and um, we just decided, well, that's... We don't need to do anything ever again. Yeah, we're not going to top that anytime soon, so... Yeah, so, um... Uh, Rift Trucks Live got pushed to 2021. Yes, yeah, officially got pushed back to next year. Uh, I'm not surprised by it. Yeah, it, it may as well. Yeah. May as well, yeah. Uh, Rift Tracks announced that they will still be doing a Fathom event uh, on October 21st. They're going to be showing... A PG thirteen cut of Jack O. Jack O. I've never, I've never seen Jack O. I've never seen it before. I've never heard of it before. I, I, I heard about it on Red Letter Media, uh, on the episode where they also did Rock and Roll Nightmare. Uh, they did state that uh, shortly after the Fathom event, uh, it will be available as a VOD download uh, in the R rated cut. Uh, mm-hmm. And I would assume that that'll probably be out on VOD right before Halloween, considering it's kind of, you know, a Halloween thing. <laughs> Welcome back from the edit, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's just kind of, you know, because they weren't able to do their theatrical live shows this year. So they're still doing something. We also have some other news to talk about. Oh, huh? uh, like the Mandalorian season two. Oh, that's right. Coming that to thing. Disney Plus on October 30th. You may recall we talked about the first season uh, quite extensively. Oh, yeah. Here on the podcast. And I'm sure we'll probably talk about the second season as well. Yeah, we might as well, uh, because here on the number one Roof Tracks podcast in the world, we're going to talk about this Star Wars uh <laughs> The Star Wars show on Disney Plus. Um, <laughs> because why not? It's our show. We can do what we want. Are you going to rewatch any of the Mandalorian season one? I've been thinking about it. I mean, it's um, it's a little over a month away, so I'll probably have time to do that. It's not like there's a ton of episodes. Um, but I've been I've been wanting to rewatch at least the last couple episodes of of uh, the first season, especially the one that was um. um... That was directed by Taika Waititi. That was um, that was excellent. Yes, season that was finale. An outstanding that was episode. Definitely, yes. definitely better than episode nine, The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> but anyway, that's uh, yeah. But before we I don't get defend off, that, I don't defend a, that movie anymore. On a tirade about that. Let's move on to the weekend box office. It's kind of a thing again. Is it though? Kind of a little <laughs> bit. Uh, the number one movie is, of course, Tenet. Uh, which brought in an estimated 4.7 million uh, last week or this past weekend, uh, followed up by the New Mutants, 
which brought in 1.6 million. Uh, <laughs> Infidel at number three, Unhinged at number four, and wrapping up the top five, uh, the SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run. We can't keep living like this. Which brought in $210,000. We can't keep living like this. This can't go on. This year needs to end. I miss movies. I miss going to the theater and watching movies. I miss it. Uh, I think the last one I saw in theaters was Star Wars. I, I think, think so, too. Movie I saw in theaters. That's the last no, movie I remember it might even have been caring about. Something. I don't know. I don't remember because it feels like it was forever ago. You know, I thought that 2019 was going to be the big reboot for pop culture. It was really this year. <laughs> where it's just being like, you thought you was going to get a bunch of new stuff. Guess what? No. Everything no. is canceled. <laughs> uh, you know what we got that wasn't anything new? I mean, it was a new it was a new release from Rift Tracks, but uh, it's called Beaks the Movie. <laughs> Beaks. Uh, it's it's basically you know where Birdemic and it got half of its ideas from. You you mean the birds? Oh, geez. Bird. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna let you summarize it, and then I have some thoughts about it because this thing. Oh All right. man! So Beaks the Movie was uh, a Mexican produced horror film, uh, English speaking Mexican produced horror film directed by Rene Cardona Jr. That name sounds now, familiar, Jeremy. Yeah, that name might sound very familiar to Rift Tracks fans because he directed a few other movies that Rift Tracks has done uh, The Bermuda Triangle and Treasure of the Amazon. Also, he wrote another movie that was directed by his father and starred his son, a little gem of uh, of inspiration that, that we like to call Zindy the Swamp Boy. God. <laughs> this is the guy who wrote Zindy the Swamp Boy. Yeah, his, his dad directed it and was also the grandpa, and his <laughs> son was Zindy. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. No. <laughs> wait, wait. Are you serious? I'm 100% serious. I didn't know that. I just know, uh, look, look, Cindy the Swamp Boy to me represents, <laughs> I can't even believe we're talking about it in another context. <laughs> other than like, it's this weird movie about a, about a, about a boy who gets eaten by a cougar at the end of his own story. <laughs> I just oh, uh, like so I didn't know that grandpa the guy who dies in a pool of his own filth <laughs> was the director yep and Zindi the boy who gets eaten by a cougar and who lives with a, a rabid monkey does <laughs> like the hauntavirus that was his son yeah, does he hate yeah, his that was family? Actually his, I, I don't know. I don't know. There's, there's also. I also have a few more little interesting little tidbits here. Okay, so, so Beaks the movie. Back to this movie. Vanessa is uh, like our main character, I guess. She's a reporter, um, and it starts off where she has to cover a story about a farmer being attacked by his own chickens, 
and uh like in zelda yeah <laughs> in doing so uh she discovers that it is not an isolated incident <laughs> uh so she goes off to spain with uh her cameraman slash boyfriend peter uh peter is played by christopher atkins uh who some may know as the boy in the blue lagoon Oh, I was about to say, some might know him as the uh, daughter of Manson family member Susan Atkins, but that's probably not true. I just made that up. <laughs> yeah, he was in uh, he was in the original Blue Lagoon movie. Uh, he was in like one of the like sequels to it, I guess. Uh-huh. I don't know. I can't believe they made more than one of those. Um, but he was also in another Rift Tracks movie. The Little Unicorn. Really? Yeah. He was one of the police officers. Oh. Um, yeah. And then the uh, the main actress uh, who plays Vanessa, she's just been in a ton of stuff. Um, actual, like, movies that people have heard about, like uh, Death Becomes Her, Firing Away, Dr. Giggles. Doctor. <laughs> That's for looking like Dr. Giggles. <laughs> yeah she was she's been in a ton of stuff somehow uh beaks the movie did not kill the careers of either of these people which is kind of surprising um uh, usually that's what riff tracks movies do to people <laughs> yeah sometimes it's it's either the one and only thing they've ever been in or it's the last thing they ever directed or you know whatever this movie features a lot of uh, birds pulling out eyeballs. Yeah, it's, here's the thing, though. I mean, like in the um, okay, obviously the big thing is that oh, this is um, this is very much like Birdemic. That's that's at the forefront of everyone's. I mean, let's just get that out of the way. If you're a Rift Tracks fan and you come into a thing called called Beaks, like right away, I think they wait. They even made a, a mention they. Four minutes in, their first Birdemic reference. They don't just make a bunch of Birdemic references throughout the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are very few Birdemic references in this movie. Very. I few. honestly felt like there should have been more. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think they mentioned coat hangers in one scene. Um, the first Birdemic reference is uh, the lady running along the beach, and they say she's going to pull a Becky. Yeah, but to be fair, they do that all the time. <laughs> yeah, all the time. They they do that in all kinds of all kinds of movies. All kinds of uh, yeah. Like now they, like anytime a woman looks like she's she's about to die while taking a dump, <laughs> they say she's going to pull a Becky, which apparently happens a lot in Rift Rift Tracks movies. Yeah. Uh there are a few scenes of uh animals definitely getting hurt. In this movie, uh, specifically, there's some uh, pigeons being shot, like right towards the beginning. They did cut out some of it, I was told, uh, which is which is good because, you know, that's not something that you like to see. I, I know we talked about this with uh, the dogs in the most dangerous game, and that was, you know, pre-code. This one's definitely not pre-code. <laughs> yeah, pre-code. Uh, there's a whole scene that takes place at uh, a child's birthday party where they all start getting attacked. I don't know why that made me think of the visitor. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
It has my new favorite character, birthday nurse. <laughs> Just a random, random nurse, like in like the classic nurse uniform, like the little folded hat and everything. That's a nurse for you. <laughs> there's there's a scene where a family is being attacked by a whole flock of pigeons and they're very much so just taking pigeons and throwing them at people <laughs> see, see now like 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 that's a thing is that i kind of wondered how they got some of the birds to attack some of these people like um <laughs> like discount store mario at the very beginning um <laughs> When he got attacked, all the birds went like right for him. It's like did they, they, they like tape bread on him or something or like <laughs> it was like uh, Home Alone two. Yeah, they, the lady had all the seeds. Yeah, I mean, like it had to have been like <laughs> something like that. Yeah, where there had to like, been something going on there. Like, like I, I don't know. I mean, not. I'm not saying that it can't be done, but I'm kind of wondering how you can train a bird to do that and then expect it to not like revert to its feral state. I'd be like, Oh, well I, you know, I wouldn't want to be that stunt man. No way. <laughs> no way. Uh, especially like, especially in this movie where like, dude, there's so many bird attacks in this movie. I think we, we, we talked about it a little bit before the podcast started. You look at Birdemic. Okay. Let's just go there. Look at Birdemic, yeah. and Birdemic has number one. It doesn't have any real birds in it, except except for like the off chance that like you see a a real bird flying in the sky. <laughs> yeah, like, but uh, I mean that aside, Birdemic is like driving in a Mustang, harassing some woman in a restaurant, <laughs> uh, software sales, basketball game, kinda. All this stuff, the pumpkin festival, weird dates, hanging out with your family, <laughs> awkward love scene, horse urine, and then bird attack at 45 minutes in. I mean, the horse <laughs> urine is a uh, uh, key plot point. I don't think there was any horse urine in Beaks. Well, there horse could have urine, been, I mean. Yeah, there, I, well, I mean, it, it definitely is not as prominent. No. <laughs> But uh, then, like, it slams into a bird attack, a digital bird attack, and then just goes on for 45 minutes. Uh, and then you have, like, gas station, gas station, gas station, tree guy, eat, and then the movie's over somehow. Um, this is just, like, nonstop, like, bird attacks. And the yeah. thing is, is that it's, There's like, so it, many in this movie. It, it, immediate, like, okay, you're, like, you're hang gliding... And then this guy gets attacked by a bird who steals his sunglasses. Come on, yeah. man. Yeah, that's just like that's not cool. Uh, so he crashes onto the beach. His girlfriend follows him down, and then like <laughs> it's like the most miraculous bird kill. Like she pulls. Yeah, and that's, like a, that has she, to have been like that was a real. That wasn't like later on. There's one that they blow up that kind of looks like it might have actually not been a real bird. That was de- like this- okay. They stabbed that bird. They killed that bird. Oh yeah! Like oh like, yeah, totally. But but the thing was, it was pretty impressive because she like pulled out this long piece of metal out of her uh, wrecked and ruined hang glider. It's like okay, and it's just like I I don't know. I feel like that that would have been like a one in a million shot to get it like that perfect. Like 
you know, and then just yeah. get it like right through the heart like that. Um, it's so it was such a terrible like, like I I understand what you're saying. I get that you know like wow, it's crazy that 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 actually happened, but. At the same time, it's like, oh, that actually happened? That's crazy. Like, I can't believe they would put that on film. Oh, I like, believe it. Stabbing an actual bird. I absolutely believe it. This is the guy who wrote Zindi the Swamp Boy. Of course they do it. Yeah, and they actually they actually killed that boy at the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm they, kidding. He, I'm kidding. He, he's still alive because he, he's in he this killed... movie, too. Wait, Zindi's in this movie? Yes, he just has no. it's like a cameo or something. Just no. Like Zindi the Swamp Boys in this movie. Yeah, Rene Rene Cardonas the Third. Who is he? The character played by uh, Zindi the Swamp Boy is Soldier. Well, is that not I guess his career. I, his his career died. <laughs> yeah, no, he's uh, actually still making movies. He is. Yeah. As what? Well, he's directing. Oh. Wow. That's... His latest came out in 2017. That's crazy. I just assumed everybody <laughs> who was involved with Cindy the Swamp Boy was dead. I mean, I mean like, 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 it wasn't an active assumption. It's just kind of like one of those subconscious assumptions that you see with movies <laughs> like that. Like, yeah. in your subconscious, thing, like, these people are all dead. Like, you know, like, we can make fun of it. Also, they're not from here. Also, can we talk about that? This was a foreign movie. This is another one of the. This is another one of those weird riff tracks movie things, where it, it where it's like I don't know. I th- I think I should give this a name. I think I'll call it like the Ghost House phenomenon. Oh, I like that. That's it, the, the the Ghost House phenomenon where it's a foreign movie, but it's written and performed completely in English, but. The dub makes it look like it was dubbed into a foreign language and then back into English. Like it, it, it's, it's, it's hard to describe, but just watch it. Now this movie adds another layer to it because if you look at it, the sync is perfect, but it still feels like something still feels weird and off about it. Like this is like, yeah, there's still that little bit of like, it's not quite right. Yes, yeah, not quite right. It's just like this is not these people's real voices, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it it it's like it's better, but at the same time, like it's it, there's an extra creepy layer to it to to the ghost house. Is it the ghost house effect or the phenomenon? Let's call it the ghost house effect because that's really what it effect. is. Yeah. The ghost house effect, where a movie that's written and performed in English but made by foreigners. They can uh, be speaking completely in English the entire time, but it still feels like it was dubbed from another from from another from another language. Yep, it's creepy. I mean, I mean, like, there's no other way to say it. It it it's creepy. It has it gives it that weird, creepy riff tracks foreign movie vibe, which this definitely has. Oh yeah, um, it's got it in spades. Yeah, I mean, this is this is another one of those things where like you don't get like an actual resolution to the story. No, like, it just ends. I mean, it it's not as ends. bad as light blast, but I mean, <laughs> it. Oh, he's dead. Oh, okay. Where the movie just like, he's dead. Okay. And the movie just falls off a cliff. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's, there's, there's some great, some great riffs in this, like right at the beginning, there's a joke and they have, the audio for this is is actually very quiet, but we get a 
uh, a callback to the X-Men riff within the first two minutes of this. Magneto. Cerebro. Magneto. And it's so quiet that you can barely hear it. (laughs) But it's there. And I greatly appreciated that riff. Uh, I also appreciated the riff uh, about the uh, mosquitoes in Michigan, mostly because I deal with mosquitoes here in Michigan on a yearly basis, and they are terrible. Welcome back from the edit, everybody. Uh, So, yeah, Beaks, the movie. Check it out. It's very good. I I laughed out loud many times watching this one. Some audible guffaws. Yes, I quite enjoyed it. For some reason, it also made me think of The Visitor a lot. I don't know why. I mean, I have no explanation for that. Um, Maybe because there's also a bird attack in uh, The Visitor. (laughs) Both of our choice for Riff of the Year for 2019. Anyway, yeah, go get Beaks. Go check it out. Go do it. Now we get to talk about one of your all-time favorite riffs, Dave. Yes, I think this is my um, my favorite riff of all time. We've we've teased this many times before on the show that we were eventually going to talk about this, and now here we are. Take it away, Dave. Yes. So uh, we're going to go ahead and. Um... I don't know if we'll do a deep dive, but we'll just talk about uh, a a little movie I like to call uh, House on Haunted Hill. It stars the the one and only Vincent Price. And um, I don't know. I think that this is one of Vincent Price's, like, I think this, like, this movie defines Vincent Price and kind of like what he is. I mean, like, he doesn't do a whole lot of, like great acting in this he's just like there and he's himself the entire time you don't ever really think of vincent price in this movie as like a character he's just there like like when i did the storybook uh parody for this for this movie i didn't refer to him as his character i don't uh uh mr lauren yeah um I just like, oh, it's 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 Vincent Price. It's like, hello, yes, I'm Vincent Price. It's like I'm kind of a big deal. Uh, that's my awful Vincent Price impersonation. <laughs> There's only been one other actor, I think, that has uh, embodied that same thing where you watch it and it's just like, OK, he's not this character. He's just. The actor. Doing this, you know, and, and that's Jeff Goldblum. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's like. Uh, like, oh, hello, I'm uh, Jeff. I'll just, uh, oh, oh, it's a dinosaur? Oh, okay. I'm just going to hang out over here and with my shirt <laughs> open. So anyway, so House on Haunted Hill. Um, it's also, a, it's a very scary movie. Um, it's, it's, it's very, it's very atmospheric. I, I had never seen it before when I picked the riff tracks up for it. And I didn't know anything about it. I knew that there was a terrible, quote unquote, remake, like the year I graduated <laughs> high school. Oh, it was so bad. Like, I'll take the original any day. But um, so I'm I'm watching this thing and uh, I guess it was colorized and you, you can tell that it was colorized. And it's it's one of the times where I'm actually like so engaged with the movie because this like rarely happens with riff tracks where you are engaged with the movie as a movie itself. Yeah. While also engaged with this great, hilarious riff. Um, 
And to me, that was just such a such a cool experience that, like, I never I never forgot it. And I watched it. I, I've probably seen House on Haunted Hill probably about nine billion times. <laughs> and each time has been with the riff tracks. I don't know if I could watch it unriff. Not that it's like one of these movies. I know we say we like I can't. I, I couldn't watch that movie unriffed. It's yeah. not like that, but it's just like I, I. I would feel like like watching it with Mike, Kevin, and Bill. To me, that was like an it, because I watched that first. It would be like something would be missing from my house on Haunted Hill experience if I didn't have Mike, Kevin, and Bill with me there. So right. um, I don't know what much there is to say about the story because I'm kind of afraid of spoilers a little bit. Um, if you haven't seen it. If you're a new fan, as Bill yeah, there's likes actually to, like twists in this. Yeah, there's like there's like a plot. Yeah. yeah, um, and there's definitely well, there's more than one spoiler. I mean, like this thing has like as a plot twist and another plot twist, and like even saying plot twist, like excuse me, spoiler. I, said, <laughs> I didn't say anything. <laughs> I didn't like you know. Uh, Tony Stark dies. I mean, like, what do you want? It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's weird because this is a really old movie, but it, it's got some fun little dips and dives in it that you don't really want to give away to people. No, I know. Okay, okay. Let's see. Like, it, I think this is really kind of like the only movie that ever really pulled off the. Uh, if you stay in a haunted house overnight, you get like a million dollars. That's basically what the movie starts off as. Yeah. Uh Vincent Price, he um he 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 throws this this party and he has this harpy wife, uh Annabelle, who's be like, um <laughs> Welcome back to the edit, everybody. It was it's definitely <laughs> Vincent Price has killed or like it's a, he's implied to have killed like his previous wives. Yeah. Um it's never really like that's never really resolved whether he did or not. Uh, I'm inclined to believe that he did not. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really want to get into it, but I don't really want to get into like that aspect of it because then that will lead into spoilers. Right. Um, so it's it, kind it of a hard weird... because you want to talk about it. Yeah, but... I do. I do want to talk about it, but okay. So we'll just talk about it like in like broad strokes. So they bring in these, uh, these schlubs. There's a, uh, uh, a, a horny test pilot. There's this secretary. <laughs> um, there's this leprechaun they bring in. There's this <laughs> old bat that like, you could like flick her out of the movie and no one would notice. And then there's this dry ball professor. And it's just like, Oh, well, he, Everyone's gonna hate that guy, and everyone does. Yeah. Um. So, um, uh, the leprechaun guy is just like he actually the leprechaun guy Pritchard is his name Pritchard the, the leprechaun because he's Irish Pritchard the drunken leprechaun. <laughs> he actually. I'm just trying to see how many how many times I can insult the Irish before Twitter gets <laughs> mad at us. Uh, he actually owns the place and um. I think his brother died and his family died in the house like 10 years before. And uh, he has owned the house since then. And he's like, Oh, there's ghosts in this house. Right. 
And so he takes them on like a little murder tour and it's just be like, oh, look at this gigantic spot of blood that's here on the ceiling that no one ever cleaned up. And then it starts dripping blood onto the old bat <laughs> and the old bat doesn't care at all. She'd just yeah. be like, oh yeah, well, whatever, just 10-year-old blood, human blood, <laughs> it's all over me. That's fine. It's okay. Oh. It's cool. Um, and uh, so then um, the horny pilot and secretary, I don't know why she hangs out with him. Because <laughs> he, he'd be like, hey, baby. And, she's, and she'd be like, I don't like you. Oh, I like you now. Or like, <laughs> I, I, Nora's her name, right? Oh, so, yeah. uh, so Lance and Nora go on a little... Uh, go on a little adventure by themselves right down into uh-huh. the uh the basement down into the date rape room and yeah. uh, they yeah. find and they find a witch on rollerblades uh and uh she freaks out she'd be like i saw a ghost and then it's just be like <laughs> Richard Price says that's not a ghost it's just an old person <laughs> right so anyway so they're the caretakers they left and they locked them in. Yeah. Um, and they'd be like, oh, well, um, unfortunately, uh, we are all locked in now. None of you can leave, but you all wanted to stay anyway. Otherwise, you'll get like your million dollars or, or however much it is. Um, and then it's be like, I think it was. yeah, 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 something like that. And uh, but then Vincent Price says, be like, oh, let's up, let's up the fun. Here are all these loaded guns, right? <laughs> and it's like, like this is a questionable idea, right? Yeah, so they give they bit. give they give everyone a, a gun. It's be like, and then like um, Dryball, uh, Mister Trent, Doctor Trent, Doctor Trent, ha, Doctor Trent. It'd be like, oh, I don't think we're all going to go shooting off at each other. And then when everything goes wrong, because everything's going to go wrong, obviously. Uh, yeah. Trent is the guy who stands up and gives this, well, I knew everything was going to go wrong. It's like, dude, no, you didn't. <laughs> you were just like, oh, no, nothing's going to go wrong. Let's, uh, uh, he's Australian now. I don't know why, but let's, let's, let's be like, oh, I don't think we're all going to go, go, go shooting each other uh, in a situation where everything's all set up to go completely wrong. And then later it'll be like, I knew this was going to happen the whole time. It's like, no, you didn't. You liar. Yeah. But anyway, um, uh, so fast forward, spoiler, 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 uh, skeleton, spoiler, the end. Yes. Yes. Oh, the skeleton. Yes. Oh, I love the skets. That is, <laughs> that is an amazing. Oh, I love it. I think that's one of the best riff tracks. Oh moments i think if, and if we're going to talk about the, the the riff itself uh bill has uh a really great bit with the uh skeleton marionette in this riff be like oh i bet that wasn't hard to pull off uh honey what are you doing come to bed oh i'm dealing with my skeleton marionette you know and then he has this whole thing about the skeleton marionette and tries to like explain away how he was so great at um at uh, uh the skeleton marionette is be and he has a point to like pull off what he did 
Oh yeah. He had That's... to have he had to have uh, uh, been practicing with that thing down there in the basement <laughs> all night. Yeah, it's like no, that requires some skill. You can't just be like, "Well, here are the instructions." <laughs> Kill my wife. Ah, oh, okay, I can do that. Uh, but uh. anyway, House on Haunted Hill. It's a classic. Was released in two thousand nine. 11 years ago, and the live show for it was in 2010, which was a decade ago. Uh, Jeremy. Why do you keep doing that to me? You're so mean, Dave. You're so because mean. you're because you're older than I am. I'm about to turn 40 here in three months, and yeah. um, I just have to make I just have to make you feel older than me. <sighs> You do a good job. So, yeah, uh, I I know it's it, it's it's the only it's the only way I feel good about myself on this show. <laughs> uh, on that note, <laughs> uh, I think we're gonna wrap things up today. Special shout out to uh, all of our patreons. Uh, if you want to, to all of our patrons, if you like <laughs> the show and want to. Uh, to support us a little bit, you can head over to patreon.com slash true blue riffcast and you get access to all kinds of behind the scenes things, some bloopers. Uh, Jeremy's some... got a pretty good, got a pretty good. It's not an outtake, something that happened before the podcast, but he's yeah, got it was a, while we were if preparing. he's smart, if he is smart, he will include that. Oh, yeah, that's definitely going to be going up <laughs> on our Patreon because uh, it's real good, guys. But you get access to all that stuff. Um, every once in a while, we do a vote on uh, what VODs that we're going to talk about. We haven't had that in a while because of uh, special guests and other extenuating circumstances. But uh, I assure you, you'll be getting one of those soon. I just can't say exactly what it's going to be or when it's going to happen. Just that it's going to happen soon. Uh, but I am Jeremy. You can find me at pbandawesome.com. You can find me on Twitter at pbandawesome. You can send me emails, jeremy at trueblueriffcast.com. And you can follow the podcast at tbriffcast. And I'm Dave, a.k.a. Sugar Ray Dodge. Check me out on the web at sugarraydodge.com. Send me emails at dave at trueblueriffcast.com. And we will see you guys next time right here on the True Blue Riffcast. Rock till you die. Oh